Punk Rock Humans, welcome to the Punk Rocket Show episode 66. I hope you are doing well despite the fact that we are living in a fucked up world. I'm your host, my name is Emily Plamondon, I live in Quebec City in Canada. If it's your first time listening to the Punk Rocket Show, welcome! And if it's not your first time, well, I'm super happy to have you again in the crowd! Today my guest is a fantastic artist named Black Guy Fox from Maryland. We talked mainly about his new album Life, Love and the Bomb. You'll hear a song from this album and one of his repunkmentations for the artist Erin Incoherent. I also repunkment you the band One Reason to Rise from Colombia. The show is starting now, let's go! Hello, hello, my friends. How are you today? I'm good, but I have to be honest, I'm so fucking bummed. So I'm recording this episode on June 25th and yesterday was June 24th. It was our national day here in Quebec. It's called Saint-Jean-Baptiste. Bonne Saint-Jean, les Québécois! Um, so I had a day off and it was great, but then I saw this on the news, like this shitty and awful news about the end of abortion rights in the US, and it literally destroyed me. Even if I'm in Quebec where abortions are free, legal, accessible, and it's not a real object of debate here, to be honest, it's pretty well accepted and even our most conservative people in Quebec, they, they don't really want to, to end abortion. Some people, some individuals might be, but overall, we're pretty safe here. It's not the case in Canada because the conservative party in Canada have a lot of... Uh, anti-abortion people. But in Quebec, we're pretty safe about that. But even if I am safe in my province about this, um, I was really upset and I have a lot of pain for my friends in the US right now. And I'm sending you all my love, all my support. Forcing people to have babies when they don't want, it's so fucking violent. It's so gross. It's so... Phew, what a shame. I read that in Texas, they want to make the June 24th uh, National Day in memory of, quote-unquote, all those killed babies uh, or something like that. So gross, I almost puked for real. Honestly, what a broken country. I am so, so sorry. And also, it reminded me that even if here in Canada and Quebec we are pretty safe about that, we have to not take those rights for granted because we never know. Who could imagine that the U.S. would be so, uh, what's the word, backwards? And, you know, this extreme conservative, religious, um, Trumpism... <laughs> is really contagious all around the world. And so in Canada, we had the consequences of that. And so we really need to be careful. So we need to fight to get those rights back, my friends, and fight to protect them. 
It's urgent. And I'm here if you need to vent and I'll make a donation for sure to help. Good job to all punk rockers who are speaking out loud about this very important topic. I love you and I'm I'm very happy to see this solidarity once again. We're beautiful together, my friends, for sure. On a more positive and musical side, today I took the time to listen to the quote-unquote new <laughs> Chris Hanna of Propagandy album. I'm gonna quote punk news. He quietly released a new album called A Catastrophic Break with Consensus Reality last week. So he made basically he made new versions of some propaganda songs like A Speculative Fiction, Their Culture's Corner. He also made a cover of A Set of You, etc. So it was super good. It's really relaxed. So I suggest you, you listen to it and you enjoy the new version and when you're quiet and you don't do anything else at the same time. I really love the Dear Coach's Corner version. Wow. I also listened to the new Alexis on Fire album, Otherness. It's very loud, very heavy. Oh, this is heavy. I would say stoner even. <laughs> uh, they added a little more longer songs than usual. I think it's very different from the other albums, but I think I will need another listening without any distraction to really feel the album. But so far, I like it. Oh, there's, there are so many new songs released recently. <laughs> uh, like the new Screeching Weasel song. It's called Just Another Fool. And it's going to be on their new album, The Awful Disclosures of Screeching Weasel. It's going to be out on July 15. I like it. The new song is super good. The chorus is super catchy. I love the keyboard and the other arrangements. You should definitely check that. As well as some new songs from The Interrupters and also a band from my local scene called 22. Um, their song features members of Good Riddance. It's really good. And I also fell in love with the new album of Counterpunch, a great uh, melodic skate punk band from Chicago. They just released a new album called Rewire on Thousand Islands Record and it's Delightful, super good, <clears throat> orgasmic. My suggestion for you today is a DIY band from Colombia called One Reason to Rise. It's very energetic. It reminds me of the local scene here in Quebec in late 90s in Quebec City, more specifically. Um, I really like their EP called Defy. It was released in 2017. I know they are working now on a new album and it's supposed to be released um, probably um, before the end of summer. I'm really excited. They also released a cover songs album on March 29th named Undercovers. <laughs> And on this album, they made adaptations of songs from Lionel Richie, Elton John, etc. It's really good. But today I wanted to make you discover one of their original songs called Everything's Wrong on their EP Defy.
Before I present you the interview I made with Black Guy Fox, I want to introduce you to our new patron, Ryan. He's from Edmonton, Canada. He got introduced to punk rock watching the band Gob live, but he got kicked out of the show for crowd surfing. <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> um, he grew up listening to Propagandy, Choke, SNFU, all great Canadian bands. He also loves to discover new bands like Be Well, 22, Turnstile, 84 Tigers and Cold Years. And Ryan is super supportive of the Punk Rocket show. He gives me some feedback, suggestions. He's amazing. Welcome among the patrons, Ryan. And if you want to do like Ryan <laughs> and support financially the podcast, Check the show notes and you'll have the link to subscribe to the Patreon. And if you do, you have access to all my Zoom interviews video in advance. I post some newsletters. You have priority questions for my guests. You have priority topic suggestions, etc. And it's a very good way to finance the Punk Rocket Show. So thank you so much. And now it's the time to listen to my conversation with Black Guy Fox. He's a very incredible artist. I love his folk punk influences. I love how much a beautiful human he is. We talked about his brand new album, Life, Love and the Bomb. His first punk influences. We talked a lot about this fucked up world, about racism, bands and artists like Frank Turner, My Chemical Romance, music in general, about life. It was so much fun. Um, during the interview, you're going to hear his song Life, Love and the Bomb. And also his repunkmentation for the artist Erin Incoherent that I really liked. That voice is incredible. You're gonna like this artist too. So enjoy! Hey, punk rock human! If you like merch as much as I do, I strongly repunkment you the website epicmerchstore.com. They have t shirts, hoodies, mugs, hats, long sleeves, and kids' merch for more than 200 punk rock, ska, hardcore, and metal bands from all around the planet. So if you like bands like Good Riddance, The Dreadnoughts, Friends of Rome, After the Fall, Diesel Boy, Crank, Straight Line, Polly, Randy, and many more. Oh, they also have a Tony Slide tribute merch. They support smaller and bigger bands from all around the world. Plus, they ship worldwide and you can have a flat rate shipping cost. Get your merch at EpicMerchStore.com. recording i knew you were waiting but <laughs> i want i wanted to start the recording and it said that my computer had, had no space anymore <laughs> so i just gotcha i quickly like erased random stuff so i hope it's gonna be fine <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what i erased so let's hope it's not like other interviews i did so <laughs> Thanks for being my guest. How are you tonight? Ooh. I'm good. Thank you for having me. I truly appreciate it. Doing uh, pretty well. Yeah, I appreciate too that you, you wanted to be my guest. Um, so, first question. I always ask this. Where are you on this crazy planet right now? So, I am in the United States. I'm in uh, Maryland. I live in a town called Cumberland. Okay. So you're there now. You're not on on a tour or um. 
Oh no, I'm, I'm not on tour right now. I was just on tour with um with Nathan Gray back in back yeah. in March, February and March. So I'm just taking a break right now. Okay, cool. So you're home. What are you drinking? I am drinking. So there's a local um distillery here called Karis. I'm drinking their um their bourbon they just released. Oh, nice. So I'm having having a nice drink of that. This is the first batch of it, so I'm looking forward to it. Cheers. I'm having a bitter yes. soda. Bitter soda. It's I'm on a sober journey for a while for like a month. Gotcha. Well, congratulations on that. Yeah, just to take break sometimes. So and I when I do that, I love to try all kind of sparkling water and sober beers and stuff so tonight is a i do love me some seltzers i do like me some seltzers so yeah and i think people can mix it with alcohol easily it's really bitter but i like that it's like because i like usually like ipas super bitter mm. <laughs> so um yeah i discovered you through nathan gray i think they shared uh some of your stuff And then I started to follow you and I, I, I liked like your vibe and the fact that you were talking about very important topics on your Instagram. And I was like, oh, yeah, you're so right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so and then I, I, I also checked your music and I, I thought it was a good fit on a punk show. Um, so talk to me about maybe the your music background how did you start with music uh i know you have a solo project do you also have bands so just like a a portrait i would say of your career <laughs> so i was, so i started playing music when i was about well i started playing guitar when i was about maybe 12 or 13 years old i just want to pick it up just because i thought it'll be fun alongside to let out some steam just on a guitar mm -hmm. and i took maybe like a few months of lessons for that And then, um, and then I started learning on my own. And at that point, I was like discovering more punk music. So the first bands I, I was listening to at that time, even and, and moving onward um, to my high school years, I was listening to a lot of Green Day, a lot of My Chemical Romance, a lot of Fall Out oh, Boy. Oh, okay. So you're um, taking back Sunday. So you started with taking back Sunday, My Chemical Romance. So you're probably, I would say, like 10 years younger than me, or so. <laughs> just, just about. Because, oh yeah, <laughs> that's great. Wow, that's nice. So, okay, keep going. Uh, that's great. So, um, so it wasn't maybe maybe until like high school where I decided I wanted to take music a lot more serious. I wanted to write write my own stuff. I wanted to learn. I wanted to just keep playing guitar and just start, start to play in bands. So I tried to start a couple of projects in high school. They didn't really pan out that well, but I'll, I'll always go to this place in Baltimore where I'm originally from. Baltimore, Maryland, called oh. Record Theater, and they had a lot of different um, friends of mine who played in bands. I always go see them every Friday night. They'll have a show. You pay five bucks to see like, like four or five acts, and it was yeah. just it's just way too much fun. And then I hit college. And I started like a few bands, a few bands in college, and um, but at that point it was weird because I was kind of falling out of love with music. Mm. Like I, I wasn't, I was falling out of love with the, with the stuff I was listening to. I didn't know how I wanted to continue playing music or any, anything else like. And then my friend offered offered me to go to a show with him. And I asked, who are you seeing? He said, this guy named Frank Turner. Uh, I'm like, who the wow. fuck is Frank? <laughs> I'm like, who the fuck is Frank Turner? Then he gave me Love Iron song. I put that in. Well, I put it, I put it on my phone. I listened to it immediately. I was hooked. That's oh, yeah. one of my favorite albums of all time. He's one of my favorite 
artist of all time. And it wasn't for that album, it wasn't for Frank. I've seen Frank maybe about 20 or so times live. Like he is one of my favorite, favorite wow. acts of favorite acts ever. And I I read I revitalized my love for music. And with through him, I discovered bands like Against Me. I discovered um Gaslight Anthem. I, I oh, yeah. rediscovered a love for Alkaline Chill. That's that's also I discovered like Billy Bragg and the Weaker Thans and Propagandi and like all like all these um all these other like punk bands or all these all these other um all these other like like folky acts. And he kind of taught me that you don't have to be you don't have to be um on electric to play punk music. You be you be punk on on an acoustic guitar. Yeah. And when I <laughs> and when my last band broke up, like my last year of college, I decided, you know what, fuck, I'm just gonna do everything on my own. And that's how I started starting started like my project, Black Guy Fox. Mm-hmm. And I started like writing a lot more as folkier and and more more folk punk type stuff. That's how I discovered, and that's how I met people moving forward. Kind of like um my friends here in the states, like um. Apes of the State, Matt Plus, Aaron Incoherent, um, just like a lot of different people. So mm. that like the folk punk genre that is. Yeah. So. so and what what do you like so much about Frank Turner? Like what He's... got you at first? Voice, lyrics, just a music. It, it it was it was the voice. And it was the music personally, like the voice. He was so. I, well, again, I listened to um, I listened to Love Liar song. I listened to Ingle Keep My Bones. And I heard for um, if ever I stray. He's so shouty, and it is just that that voice just truly captivated me. Yeah, I'm like I shit, I can do this. So I I incorporated. I am I my first started playing Black Eyed Fox stuff. I was emulating emulating a lot of him, like just screaming as as loud as I possibly could. And then musically and lyrically. He just writes about he writes about just enjoying the journey. He writes about not waiting around for to for things to happen to you. He writes about the realest stuff in a very punk way. And it it Yeah. It got it's, it gets me through a lot of things, honestly. Like um um positive songs and negative people when that album came out, I was going through like a real hard time. That album was kind of there to pick me up. And like I said too, we'll follow Love Iron Song and England keep England keep my bones. Those oh, yeah. two albums really kind of Revitalize my love for music, so he's played a big part in why I and why I'm still here playing music and why I'm the way I am today. Wow, so. I one of my favorite song from him is "Be More Kind." Such a beautiful song. It made me cry the first time I, I listened to it, and I was like, I think the punk rock scene needed this song. It's so soft, it's like "Be More Kind," and the the melody is so pretty. It's ah, yeah. We really needed that, like, like a very Trumpian mm-hmm. era when he got elected. We needed something like that because the world was going to shit. Ugh, the world was kind gosh. of falling apart. So we needed we needed something that 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 was that wasn't. We needed something that, that kind of bring us all together. I feel like that song is one that brings us all together. Exactly. Um, mm-hmm. I feel kind. I, that, fe- I felt like relieved. Like, okay, yeah. Thanks for saying that. Because I think also it's super important to have like angry songs because we're angry at the world with all the reasons. But this one was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think <laughs> I found a certain balance with this song that I needed personally. <laughs> That's like, like some of the songs on, the, on that album, Be More Kind, they are very angry. 
but but that song at 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 the crest of it, like in in the center of it, it's, it's still telling me we just to be more kind, listen to each other, just love each other. That's yeah. what we that's what we desperately need to do, and we exactly. need to we need to talk about um we need we need to talk about the issues that we're that we're facing today. We need to talk about finding ways to fix, but also we need to listen to each other too. Like we need to have that have that empathy, yeah, and understanding, and they mm-hmm. go a very long way. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> and let's talk about your music, because uh, so now we're recording on a Thursday, but like you're releasing for us, it's tomorrow your new album, uh, "Life, Love, and the Bomb." So, yes. uh, but by the time the interview will be released, uh, the album will already be released. So, but how are you feeling today? Like one day before the releasing. It, it's a little bit of trepidation. It, it's a little bit of, of fear of putting this album out there, but I'm very much looking forward to being out there. I feel like this 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 is my proudest work, alongside mm-hmm. with me and, and my and my backing band. It does. This was. I feel like this. These are very hard hitting songs here. These are very personal songs. And I feel like it's something that everybody can find hope in and and relate to. So mm-hmm. it's. I'm looking forward to it. I'm ready to see like the responses to. I had a I had an early listening party. Yeah, on, I saw that. Um, on Sunday. I was and, it? and I and it, it went really well. Um, we had we I had a lot of people come out for that. And after we finished playing the album, they're all just very like struck by it. Like they're all really just pleasantly surprised and just pleased with pleased with everything that that we're that we're singing about. So you played it actually like you you played it or you you. You, oh no, a listening party. So you played the the album and people could listen to it. That's it. Or, or yeah, I just both? played. I'm, I'm, yeah, I just played the album from front to back. Oh, nice. Um, so they're able to get like like the actual listening of, of all the recordings. Some of the songs on the album, we, um, me, me, and my backing band, we've been playing for the last um, oh, for yeah. like the last few years or so. So some people around my area were used to it, but they were really used to these songs in like a studio setting. So. Mm-hmm. That was kind of fun of recording it too. Just be able to we, because we've been playing these songs for so long, like during the pandemic, a little bit. Oh, that's what um, I wanted to know if you because uh, there's a, a a whole band on 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 the song, so I wanted to know like who was who who were the the people you were working with, and so you you were used to work with them already. Yeah, um, they they worked on my first album, Trying Times. So well, mm. well, um, two two of them did, um, um, on a guitar, playing lead guitar on this album is, is um Corey Macrith. I've known Corey for the last eight years since I started this project, and as soon as soon as I met him, he wanted mm. he wanted to be part of it. He wanted just just be just um just play guitar from the jump in, and and contribute everything to it. And then recently, before pandemic, we had um um this guy named Zach Dodge. He's part of the backing band as well. So the backing band name is called the Co-Conspirators. Mm. And I have Zach a part of that. Zach Dodge a part of that and playing bass. And during this album and just like just in general, he adds so much creativity to it. Like he has so many cool fucking bass lines. And he adds just um just so many good harmonies like on his album, just, just in general. So it was really awesome to work with him. Um he he joined on the women and But even even then, he was just so eager just to be part of it. And I'm so proud to have him part of it. And then on drums for for this album, um, it was our producer, um, Derek Shank. I've known I knew Derek like maybe two years of li- after living in Cumberland. He played in a lot of different bands back in the '90s, and he played a lot of bands in the 2000s as well. 
So when me and him got together on trying times, we, I, he really pushed us to our limit. He really mm. pushed us to our limit oh. um, just to make something really, really cool. And then for, then for, um, and then for, um, Life, Love and the Bomb, mm-hmm. he played drums, he played drums on this, on this album and he, um, and he just did such incredible work on there. And it was just a, such a fucking honor. And it was just a treat just, just him for him to do that. Even then, he was still pushing us like harder and harder before. He he gets on me the hardest. That's just because I'm, I'm, how does I'm he, all this shit. So. How does he push you? Because I'm recording with my band right now. We are writing and I, I kind of, I think I know what you mean, but how does he push you? Like, it could mean many, many different things for me. <laughs> <laughs> so um, he, he just, um, we, we, we spent like maybe like every song we did. So there are like 12 tracks and we worked on it pretty much in his home, in his home basement studio. And we spent, and it, we spent like maybe like 45 minutes on the song. And we just kind of pulled, pulled the song apart. And like I said, like I said too, we, we've been doing these songs for like, for like for a few years now, like during the pandemic. And I had moved these songs from a live setting to a studio setting. So it was like this, this transition of how can we make it sound different than, than the uh, live, than the live mm-hmm. setting. So uh, so he just said, "All right, that, I like this part, but this could be a little bit better. So let's try doing this instead, and just like moving things around, and then like think of, think of other instruments or just other things to add into to make the song pop." And even even um, <laughs> he <laughs> we were just talking about this the other day too. He um <laughs> um every time when I'm when I'm recording something, like when I was doing vocals or whatever, I'll just hear him saying the microphone, just speaking to me. It sounds really good, but let's just do it one more time, <laughs> just just to see what happens. And I know that's good for. It's good, but this can be a lot better. And even then, and even then too, he would just tell me if I if I'm out of key or down the page, he would just go flat, start it over, sharp, start it over, <laughs> let's do it again, start it over. But he he would he would just push me. But oh, I but I know it's, it's out of love and it's out of him wanting wanting a good project. It's out of me wanting a good project too. So I, as much as I make fun of that, I, yeah. I I love him for it, and he is he is such a close friend, and I truly appreciate everything everything he's done for us because he it makes me think about music in like a completely different way when I, when I work with them. So you started with a, a version of the song and then in the studio he's like, Oh, let's change this and this. But it happened to me with my band too. And once I was like, but I love the previous, the previous version. I kind of, <laughs> I have attachment to it now. And you want to change that part? I'm not sure. I felt like, <laughs> I, I don't know, but I'm new to it, but Did you feel something similar? Like, oh, but we were play, we play it for so long. I love it that way. You really want to change some parts? <laughs> I mean, it, uh, yes and no. I mean, there's some. Um, at the at the end of the day, it was something that that kind of needed to happen. And again, we're just transitioting from a, like a live setting to to a studio setting of this album. Mm-hmm. So when it came to that, I'm in in regards to, to recording with them of course in recording with Zach and, or from um writing some with Zach and Corey. I'm very laid back so whatever they is is all about their their interpretation of it. What do they want to add to the, add to the song to make it better? So I'm mm-hmm. open I'm pretty much kind of open to any anything and everything possible in regards to how they want the song to sound and how they and how they kind of how they kind of envision it. So Yeah, so you saw the big picture of it like Yeah. Yeah, I see. You you let go I, like, I, Yeah. I know everything that um, Derek Shank touches just turns to fucking gold. So <laughs> I, I, so I'm like, all right, pick it apart. I trust you. Let's make it happen. 
Yeah. So talk to me about the the songs. Uh, what do you like to write about? You said it was personal. Uh, I wonder if you incorporated some of your uh, the topic I was talking uh, about that you you spread on your social medias, more political stuff, uh, anti-racist, anti-sexism, etc. So is it a mix of everything or? Uh, so this um, life up in the bomb basically. It is. It is about the three things I fear the most, and it oh. and it, and it, oh. um, it can life, be love, kind of bomb. Oh, okay. What did you say? I said life, love, the bomb. You're scared of those yeah. three things. Mm-hmm. So it is. Um, I'm a and on on the album, I I talk about life and I talk about just just how how I was when I when I was younger because I went to like all boys Catholic school, and I kind of dealt with that, but I well, not with that kind of um Catholic um guilt, like second Catholic guilt. I wasn't raised Catholic, but I had that Catholic guilt around where everything I everything that I was every move that I make, I'll probably I made I'm going to hell for that. And I oh. lived in this like in this like fear oh. this bubble of what of what of what if I what what um next move I make, what will that be wrong basically? Mm-hmm. And so they deals with like themes of that of not knowing um of fearing of being judged and fearing of not knowing if I'm going to if I'm going to even move in this world or not. Then and with love, um, it was it was this thing of that one not I've always I've always been like hopeless romantic basically. I always wanted wanted to find love. I always wanted to to be with somebody, just spend time with them and just spend my life with them. But I also know I can't be focused solely on that. I have to mm-hmm. I have. I just had to focus on myself and learn to love myself first before I before I do this and just become happy with who I am before I have somebody else be be happy yeah. with, with with how I am. And then with, with the bomb, I <laughs> I have this recurring fear, and I and I guess this started. Um, I guess this started like during the Trump era, that if I'm walking down the street, if I'm playing a show, or I'm doing a podcast like I am right now. A bump is going to drop, and it's going to wipe out everything because we live in such a height of political time. Oh yeah, and I, I and this really translates to my anxiety like everywhere. So it is so that in regards to, um, in regards to um the political um height of political times we're in, both a bomb drops. In regards to anti-racist um work and and um, anti-racist behavior and police brutality. Being being a black male mm-hmm. in America, if I step outside and walk down the street, or if I if I drive somewhere. Will I get pulled over? Will I will I face harassment or will I get killed? Like these are the bombs that 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 yeah. that, I, that I deal with on, on this understand. album. And and mm-hmm. this this came at a time where I was dealing where where the pandemic hit, and I lost all my income. So there there goes my life because I was losing. I lost all mm-hmm. my shows before the before the pandemic. I I me and my partner at the time, me and my girlfriend at the time, broke up. So I was oh. dealing with the loss of love. And then, come June, and well, come come May and June, I saw what happened to George Floyd. Mm. So I was battling yeah. all three of these things at, at the time. So when I started writing some of the, some of these songs, I just knew it was a recurring theme of that. So I decided to title title "Life Love the Bomb," basically. And when you listen to the album, it goes through different motions. So you're gonna have like these very high points on the album that are very high energetic. Yes. Then we'll have very low points. Ex- low uh, that points was one of the point you. I wanted to talk about. Yeah, there's different energies. I love this, but I understand. Oh, yeah. 
but that, that's that's the thing about it. Like in 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 life and love, you're going to it's going to be high points, and you're going to feel that, and you're going to, it's going to hit you at different low points too. It's going to hit you like a fucking bomb. So that's kind of, that's kind of the whole wow. theme theme of the album, basically. How everything can hit you, but at the same time, there's a, there's hope at the end of it. There are, there's will always be a light at the at the end of the tunnel, basically. Wow, that's that's fucking great, <laughs> and it's <laughs> love you. from other, but love for yourself too. So it's kind of two different meanings. And yeah, the bomb. So it's real bombs or all the little, little insidious things that we see can be all bombs. You know, I don't know how my English sucks tonight. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. <laughs> But no I, worries. You know what I mean? Like, it's not even bars, bombs from the wars, but it's also little, I don't know, little racist things that you can experiment every day or sexist things for me or like it's all those little insidious bomb I would say exactly it's always it's always little things that little things that that can't seem like bombs to you so matter so it's matter what is your bomb what are you afraid of the most what what is your biggest fear and, and why is that your biggest fear and but there's also again in the album like well, all those three things that I'm afraid of the main theme of the album though is hope Mm-hmm. You can't get through this. You will. You will find somebody. You will fall in love, and we will make this world a better place. It will take some time, and we but we will move the pen as far as it can go, and just keep mm-hmm. pushing forward and just creating change. We just we can't just sit around and just moping around about it. We can't just just dwell in our fears. We can't just dwell in our depression. We can't just dwell in our anxiety. We have to go out oh, and yeah. seek change any way, shape, or form: personal, political, mental, romantic. We can do that. We yeah. have the capability of doing that. I really love the song. I don't uh, protest boys, riot girls. I really yeah, love this song. Like the energy. I I didn't uh, listen to all the lyrics, but like it's one of my favorite on the album. Is it a little what you what you mean? Like because it's about protest, riot, like. That's, that's basically what I mean. So that that song actually that was written back in 2019. Oh, um, I put out an EP called Campfire Chords, mm-hmm. and ba- the story of that of that song is just um, I'm an only child, so that I have I have no brothers and sisters, so that way it means I won't have any nephews or nieces, mm. or um or um, so, but my friends like um Zach and like um Derek and um my other friends that I have they all have kids. I'm referred to as Uncle. Ian, basically, oh yeah, and that song was that song was written again like during the Trumpian era. It was just me telling telling them that um, the world is shitty right now, mm-hmm. and we're doing all that we can to change it. But at some point, it's going to be it's going to be up to you. So please, just be good people. Just keep pushing forward. Keep keep fighting that this good fight, and just keep making noise. Keep making voices, or just keep just keep stirring stirring up shit. So this is my letter to them. I can, I'm bad at express, express myself through my words, well, through like blatant, like blatant talking. So I use music just to kind of express that. So that's my op- open letter to, to all the kids and all my friends' kids who I who I come in contact with. To your nieces and nef- nephews and <laughs> like nieces. Correct. Yeah, that's great. Um, and uh, so, what other topics specifically? Yeah, you, you talk about uh, personal experience or like. Or, so I I talk about um I talk about um um living um growing up in Catholic school just dealing with like the Catholic girl that's what Velvet Jesus is about ah I wonder um, I, mm-hmm. 
I, I talked about, um, I did talk about mental health to an extent. There's mm-hmm. one song called This Is What Fear Feels Like, and that song is basically about me living in my own head and just fearing of what's going to happen next just make it sh- and just wondering to myself, is what I'm doing the right thing? Is what I'm doing going to matter in the long run or, or, what, or am I just going or mm-hmm. will it not matter at the end of the day? And how and um so we deal with topics of that. I talk about love. Um mm-hmm. I I have this thing of I don't like writing love songs, I don't like writing breakup songs either. I find them to be kind of pointless. So I, I hate writing love songs because of the fact that no matter what, um they we're writing a love song in that moment with that person. And sometimes and when you're doing that, you're writing a, a, a really big high. Yeah. But what happens when you break up, you just have that song that reminds you of the time that you cannot get back. And I hate breakup songs because they're usually very one-sided because you mm-hmm. hear, you hear um, the, uh, the topic, what you hear from like the, that singer's POV, but you're not hearing from the other side of it too. So on this album, there's a song called um, So True. 20- yeah. <laughs> and you also have to, to think that you might play those songs forever on every show. <laughs> exactly. And um, on this on this album, there's a song of 23%. And in the breakup, I mentioned that I wanted to do 2019. Mm-hmm. I wanted I while me, well, her and I we stay in touch and, and we and we remain close. I don't want to write a song that was nasty about her. I want to write a song about what actually happened like during that. So it's nothing. It's nothing bittersweet. It's, it's nothing. It's nothing. Vendor was on spiteful. It's, it, it's nothing evil. It's just about how it happened and just me still caring about her at the, at the end of the day. Yeah. And re- in regards to the bomb and regards to like the political side of it, there, there's two songs on there that I protest boys and rag girls. That is kind of about the bomb as well, but there's two songs on there that I, that make me kind of the happiest, just know that they're on there. Cause I know they got a good response. New American meltdown. Mm-hmm. It's a, the single I, that you released already. I think. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, it is. That that song again. I wrote that in um in early well like in like late 2019. I always have. I always wanted to write something. Write something like that anthemic. I want to write something like that. That of being high energy, kind of like on the same lines with me, like White Cross is by Against Me, or kind of like I Fought the Law mm-hmm. by The Clash. The Clash. Yeah. So I wanted to do to do something sim- similar to that. And then there's one song on there called called The Mafia, and that song strict is solely seven minutes long. But yeah, it's solely it's about long. the anti-racist work, and it's, mm. and it's about just growing up in a black household. It's, it's about growing up, having to talk with your parents, the black talk with your parents about how you're supposed to approach police and why this shit is oh. happening. And it's about just knowing that you still need that we still need to fight. It's about knowing that we can't, that we're still going to fight this fight no matter what. And mm-hmm. um, just living with that anxiety and that fear of just stepping out of your house and having friends that don't relate to what's going on because but they don't understand they are part of the system that is against us and it's about them wanting to do the work as well mm. oh yeah and do you feel like the punk scene is safe or safer than it was how do you feel in this scene about that because i know you, I, you you experimented bad bad stuff from people but in general what what's your what are your thoughts about that I think that in regards, he might me, um, one of my friends, I'm Lauren Cashin. Um, we talk about this about this all the time. Like the punk and like the hardcore scene, there's a lot of work that needs to be done. Like we need to see punk bands 
stand up a lot more for these issues going on. Because punk at the end of the day is protest music. Yeah. And I, I get things goes for like music in general. Like we like when you're a punk musician, when you're just a, a raving musician, no matter punk, metal, hardcore, emo, um, All indie, the big whatever. Family, yeah, punk exactly. music, yeah. You you have a you have a platform that you can use to elevate people and to bring and to bring them on and mm -hmm. to and to help them out. And if you do not use that, if you squander that just because you want to get radio plays, so you don't want to get too political, what the fuck are you doing? You need to stand up. You need to keep elevating. You need to keep pushing people forward. And man, we yeah. and we need to see more. We need to see more people that look like me that are doing punk music. There are a lot. I know there are a lot of bands like doing doing like folk punk or pop or or punk music. There's a band in in the states called Proper, which are really fucking good. It's my friend Brian um, Brian Walker, a day without love, who's doing music. And again, mm. he's just insanely incredible. Um, there are people that look like me, so we need to push them to the forefront. Because at the end of the day, some of this music is predominantly just black music. So why aren't we pushing them forward? And I. And they need to be doing that, putting more artists up front. And if you, and if, and there needs, and outside of it, like behind the scenes, if you see shit going on with like any black artist or anybody who, who is BIPOC, who is queer, who is, who is, um, who is, who is disabled or any, anything like that, or non-binary, mm -hmm. you need to protect them at, at all costs. Like on, on this tour, I dealt with a, on tour and they thought I dealt with a, with, with a little bit of a racism on this tour. Um, Phil, um, he has a black guitarist named, named Phil Smith, Eugenius, mm -hmm. and um, and on the store, people confuse us all, all the time Ugh. because they, they assume that we're two black guys who play guitars. Obviously, we're obviously we're the same people. Mm. And Nathan and Nathan them they they um and and his band who who are who are who are white, mm -hmm. um, or or white passing that is they they could have said you know what. Fuck it, that sucks. But let's move forward. But no, every time when I saw something that like that happen, they will call it out and they will deal with it, or they'll address it on stage. Like at the time, that's that's what we need. We need that anti-racist energy, twenty-four fucking seven. Oh, you're we right. need to keep fighting, and we need to just show them that we care outside, out on the stage and off the stage. You so. shared something on your social that made me like think a lot because you, I think you shared a. Carry uh, uh, some images, but with text on it. Uh, I I bet it you wrote it, so you write probably the the when you share some. I don't know. The, yeah, some so text. pretty much you see any any text. That's that's all me writing. It. Okay, that's what I thought. And on once you you said if you have the uh, uh, it's not your exact words, but you said if you can let go some fights, some uh, you know some battles if you can skip the battles it's it's because you're privileged and i don't know I, i don't know how to say that but it was so i was like that's exactly that's it like if you have the luxury to not fight for a cause it's because like you're privileged about it like i'm sorry i just, yeah, <laughs> I just <laughs> it's i'm so bad tonight but you know you remember that I've waited too long for all this grass To turn a new shade of envy's green Now I'm staring at half-dead daffodils 
cashing in every check I have And bouncing to wherever I deem fit I'll figure it out some way or somehow I'm 26 and oh so full of shit It's just another word you say When you're afraid of letting someone go Fooled again by letting your guard down Brick by brick your heart was overthrown Seeds of change you want to grow
in, in regard in regards to that, I, I I fully believe that. Like, if we need to understand the intersections exactly of, mm-hmm. of privilege, we need to understand how well the intersections of, of privilege and how and how that works. Mm-hmm. While I'm a while I am black, while while I am black, I'm also a black cis male, heter, um, cis het male, what who is able bodied. And I need to be speaking out for for all for those who are non-binary, those who are trans, those those who are, um those, those who are women, and those and those who are who are disabled. And we need and again, that's Andrew. We keep, we have to keep moving forward. And mm-hmm. if you not speak out about that stuff, and you say to yourself, you know, what? I'm apolitical. I don't want to get too political. First of all, these issues are not are not political issues. They are social human exact, rights issues. Social. You're using that just to gas, like just to co- just to cover that up. And you shouldn't be doing that. Like you're just finding a scapegoat to get out of that. The fact that you that you have the option of not to talk about that or not choose not to educate yourself, that is its own privilege. Yeah, that's what <laughs> you said it. That's what I, I meant. Totally. I mean, it's true. Totally true. And I, I love that what you say, like intersectionality, because like yeah. you, you speak for women, for LGBTQ too, and it's all connected at, at some point, you know. At, at the end of the day, my, my job is to speak my truth and, prote- and protect my communities. And I'm here to protect the single community that I possibly can. I'm here to I'm here to uplift. I'm here I'm here to elevate. I'm here to do whatever I can just to help move this pen, help start the dialogue, and just try just try to make it, make the scene, but also just my area, my lo- my local area, mm-hmm. a better a better place. And it has, it has to start with ourselves too. Like I'm not going to say I'm, I'm the perfect ally. I'm the perfect accomplice. I'm I fuck up all the time. Anybody can fuck up. All oh the yeah. Time. So it's a matter I'm of totally. It's a matter of think. Yeah. It's a matter of are you going to educate yourself and and do better, or are you just going to stay the same stagnant place that place that you're in right now, just not and just not doing anything about it. We have to unlearn. We have to hold ourselves accountable alongside other people, and we just have to keep bettering ourselves, just unlearning these unconscious behaviors that we that we may that we may have i talked with about that with nathan recently on this podcast uh nathan gray uh so i invite listeners to listen to it because we were talking about when you're privileged how can you do better like that's that was the main goal of the conversation with him it was really interesting (laughs) He is one of the nicest dudes i've I've truly just ever met as soon as we got it like we actually met um during the frank turner tour because frank turner was on tour back in um perfect back back in um back in october he was in pittsburgh and richard smalls theater and i met nathan like that night and me and him just just connected we follow each other on instagram Mm -hmm. and we we stayed in contact then like a month later like in november that's when his um becky fontaine um again just the, the kindest person I I truly love Becky. She's just, just everybody who's in Iron Roses is just incredible. But, but Becky, I I truly love all that woman to death. Um, but a month later, she texted me to say, "Hey, we're going on tour in 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 on February. You want to come with us?" And I lost my mind. And oh. as soon as we got on that tour, as soon as we got on that tour together, um, it was just the it was just the instant friendship of everybody with with, with Becky, with Nathan, with Mike, with Phil, with um. Mm. With Jalen, with with um Dave, with Jared, like we all just connected like immediately. So now we're just like one big family now. I truly just love it. How many shows did you do all together? We did a um, we did twenty shows in twenty two days. Oh, so it's almost like a month. So it's enough to create this family vibe. <laughs> yeah, every every time um, 
we we every time before each other, we all just joke around with each other. We all just say just just the dumbest the dumbest things. Um, <laughs> we mean there there's this ongoing um there's this ongoing like war like during that tour. So you 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 being in Montreal, have you have you been down to the states before or? Yes, I go often to the states because my boyfriend is have- American, so I go to see his parents pretty often in Wisconsin. <laughs> nice. <laughs> So that being said, you being you visiting the states, have you ever had Girl Scout cookies? If I what? Have you have you ever had Girl Scout cookies? What is this? I don't understand. So, <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't. <laughs> so it's, I guess this is going to but Girl Girl Scout cookies basically just like um, Girl Scout trips all over America. It's like this like little club for for um, young girls to join. And they usually like oh, do yeah, these yeah, cookie yeah. sales. Oh, Girl Scout! Like, okay, the real world. Yes, okay. Mm-hmm. I know what it is. This. Oh, so. <laughs> <laughs> um. So you've had them before, correct? Or. Uh, I no no, but I I, I know. So. Him and I had had this recurring beef. So there's like two Girl Scout cookies um types that that we like. He likes thin mints, which I hate. They're like they're like chocolate, they're like um chocolate and mint. And I like Samoas, which are um, chocolate, caramel, and coconut, which he hates. So, <laughs> so on tour, we just had the biggest war. Which ones wow. were, the, were, the, were the best? It's just like a house divided, basically. Like it was, it was just crazy. Every night we'll bring that up and just have audience poll which one was better. I won every night, obviously. But, yeah. <laughs> but but again, it was just a giant family on the road. It was just too much fun that we, that we that we had together. So. I'm very just grateful to know them. We still talk like to this day, and we still just joke around with each other to this day too. Wow! So you should do a tour in, in Quebec all together. I, I, I want, I want to go up to Canada so so bad. I, I really, really want to be on Pusa Fest. Ah, oh, yes. Yeah, like I, I would, I would love to be on there. It's my favorite weekend of the year every time. I was so happy to be back there after three years because COVID. Ah, oh, it's so amazing. It's the best festival we have. Yeah, I love yeah, it. Some I, I had a few friends on there recently. Um, Who? Um, it was um his name's Endless Mike and the Beagle Club. I, f- I forget what night he played. And there was also my friend mm. um um Nikki Nailbomb who was on the Wee, who was on the, who was on there as well. You know Nikki? We oui, yes, we hugged. <laughs> we had a hug together on the um, Sunday. I didn't see her play though. I was at another show, but yeah, we we took some time to um, to talk. She she plays also in Molly's Rhythm. Yeah, yep. such a great band. They played a lot. I discovered them at Pizza Fest. I interviewed them like seven years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, her her and I we just met. Um, Just last year, we did like live stream shows together, and I'm have I'm, I do a birthday show every um every July July 16th this year called Fox and Friends. Mm. She'll be playing that like on there too, so I'm excited. I'm excited to see her. I'm excited just just to hang out. She has such a great voice. It's um, incredible. Great voice, just great great lyricism, and her her playing just it's just impeccable. Great person too. Yeah, I see her almost every puzza at some point. We we hang out a little. <laughs> cool. <laughs> And so, uh, what do you have? Any other projects, other shows planned? Maybe not another album because it's gonna be released like tomorrow. <laughs> but what's no, next no. for you? 
Ah, oh, but, no, but no. some some musicians already wrote half of another album after releasing one, so it could happen. <laughs> I don't know. I <laughs> I still ask. No, no plans. No plans for a third album <laughs> as of right now. Maybe give, give me like three weeks. I start writing writing the next one. Wow. Okay. But that's um, still early. Yeah. But honestly, as of, as of right now, um, I'm I'm playing just more locally around around my area. The next big show, the next big show that I'm, that I'm going to have will be Fox and Friends. Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to be again. It'll be my birthday show. It's in, it's in Cumberland, Maryland. Um, it's July 16th. I'll be I'll be 29 this year. Oh. And. I've been doing it for like the last three years now. Um, basically, I just invite like maybe ten or eleven of my friends to come play, and then we play. We bring food trucks. We just we just kind of hang out oh, and wow. have like a giant bar- block party. This year, it's um, Nikki. Nikki will be there. Nikki Neobaum, Aaron Incoherent, uh, my friend Aristotle Jones, my friend Megan Jean, hmm. and um, and her husband Burn. Um, and then uh, quite a few local acts. My friend Sally, Sally Mae Foster, and. It's just, it's usually just a good time. I want you to just to bring people together. I had, I was always had this thing of, I wanted to, I hated waiting around for people to plan a birthday party for me. So I want to plan one myself. So I brought, so I want to bring out everybody and anybody possible just, just to be a part of it. So there's that. Um, I'm actually going to be playing with my, with my friend Endless Mike in August hmm. in Pittsburgh. We're doing like, we're doing like an email night basically. Um, so uh, one band's going to be doing um, one uh, email the Houston night. So one band's going to be doing a um, one band is going to be is going to be doing what what are they doing? Alkaline Trio, Jimmy. Oh World, wow! Okay, um, good. And, and I'll be doing like a all my com- my chemical com- romance set like for an hour, and then <laughs> um, well somebody's going to be doing Blink One Eighty Two, so it's going to be fun. I'm a big my chemical com- romance fan. They they are the biggest influence on me. Like Gerard, Frank Iero, um, Mikey Way, Ray Tor, like they like. They they've gotten me to do all the high school basically. Their albums just mean so much to me. Wow! And I want to go to this tour that they're on so bad. But I know they're all going to sell out here real fast. So <laughs> maybe maybe next maybe next time around. Yeah, I saw some footage. I think they were playing in Sweden this week. So many people. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I never, I never really liked this band, and I, <laughs> I remember at Warp Tour. 2005 no 2004 i don't know if you know the band the swellers they are very yes i do so i <laughs> i skipped the my chemical romance show to go on the small small stage and i discovered the swellers that day <laughs> <laughs> but they have great melodies i i need to to be honest uh, my chemical romance i think i don't like the necessarily the vibe but i i think they are good with melodies like catchy melodies uh, the um, concepts and the lyrics too so i can totally understand they had such a major influence on a lot of people yeah well with them for, for me it was it was this thing of i guess looking back on that i, I love the idea of theatricality and concept albums like i like the idea yeah. that, that you can just write a whole story or just have like big things in regards to that and it was it was just it was something really cool about that. And that's at the time when I was discovering like that, I was listening to a lot of um, Sgt. Pepper's by the Beatles. I was listening to um, mm-hmm. David Bowie, Ziggy Stardust, and Spider from Mars. Like I, I like the idea of, of creating your own world, just creating like um, thematic concept concept albums. So they played a big part in, that in yeah. kind of how I and how I approach them and how I write today. Oh so, wow, yeah, because your your album is it's a concept too. Yeah, that's good. It's a lot of work to think about 
making like links all connection all with the songs and like it's a lot of it's adding a lot of work i think it was but i want to make something like very very cohesive i want to make something make sure everything kind of flow together and in, in a very natural um in a very good way alongside make sure everything connect connected properly going down even just just the song order make sure everything kind of flowed into one another so we get the highs we get the lows and we get like the, the little in between it's mm-hmm. kind of like life nice. and love so i saw on your instagram that you made a playlist that uh, of songs that inspired you your album i couldn't find it is it still so there it, it's, it's still on there so on all the albums there's Aaron coherent there's alkaline trio yeah there's um mcr there's billy bragg um i think i put manchester orchestra on there as well i think because i was listening to them like have like heavily at the time mm. so um So yeah, those, those are like the like the biggest influences, like them, Dave Haas, um, Chuck Reagan. Yeah, oh yeah, um, yeah. I love hot water music. I love Chuck Reagan. I love Chris Wall, Chris Roller, and Dave Dave Haas, and all of them, and Corey Brandon as well. Hmm. Good. And, yeah, and Gaslight too. Yeah. And against me. Yeah, I can hear some influences in your songs. Mm. Well, good job. I really like it. Like I, I took the time to listen to it. Super good. So I'm excited for the listeners to to listen to it. It's out already, guys, because <laughs> it's gonna be. <laughs> so I'm gonna. So I, I must. What? What? Go ahead. No, go. I was gonna ask. So I'm curious. What were your favorite songs off of there? Oh, I don't know all the titles. Um, uh, for uh, Frank Turner, you mean? Yeah. Well, well, for for my album. Oh, I heard. I heard you said the Frank Turner album. So it's uh, "Protest Boys, Riot Girls." Yeah, can I play it on the episode? Yes, you can. Yay! Yes, yeah. you definitely can. All right, and uh, tell me if you have other ideas. One song you really want me to play? I, I thought about maybe play two, and also one of your recommendation. If you have a punk artist, punk band you like. Some artists you think should need, should have more uh, exposure, more love. Just tell me. Um, could play a song on the episode too. So, um, as as far as the song that you play off the new album, I I would recommend. Um, Recording stopped. Oops, sorry, my computer. Yeah, what did you? So, okay, what did you say? Sorry. Off, off the app, off the album, I, I recommend playing the title track "Life Love and the Bomb." Mm-hmm. And Good. as far as like an artist that that I that I um, that deserves more recognition than than what they have, I highly recommend playing um, playing um, Aaron Aaron Incoherence. Um, this is the end of this is the end, my end of the world. Mm-hmm. Is one of my favorite songs of all time, and she is one of my favorite people of all time, and um, she deserves more love than anybody. Can ever. you send me a link uh, in a DM of your favorite yes. song? So I'm gonna play it. Good. Thank you so much. It was fun. What are you gonna do for the rest of the night? So I'm, I gotta update my band camp. I gotta I gotta start getting all the promotional materials ready oh, for yeah. ready for tomorrow, and I'm just going to. Have some of this. <laughs> then I'm, I'm just going. I'm just going to to rest for the evening. And I'm 
And I wake up, the album's going to be out, and I'm going to see how everybody reacts to it. I'm I'm literally just nervous right now. Like, I'm really looking forward to see how people are going to react to it, but I'm also nervous about it at, at the same time. Just yeah. seeing it just be out there and hoping that it gets the traction that I would like I would like for it to get. But mm. um, it, it's going to be it's going to be an interesting journey. Um, definitely getting off this tour with with Nathan. Um, yeah, he will call he will call more attention to what I'm doing. So I hope that is kind of further and it gets people a lot more people more mm-hmm. excited for what's about it for what's about to happen here soon. Good. So, so I can't wait to see you in Quebec. I'll be there for sure. Yes, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna make I'm gonna make this happen. I was just talking I was just talking to Nikki actually about um yeah. about getting off Pusa Fest. Oh yeah, so, so definitely. If I can make that happen, then I'll be on there. Yeah, good. Thank you so much. Have a great night. I'm gonna make a some computer managing because <laughs> I need to, to <laughs> delete other stuff. Real, real quick, there's one band from from um, oh, yeah. Canada. I like I like for you to talk to. I feel like they, they would work well well on the show. Mm-hmm. Who's that? It's a band called Vagina Witchcraft. <gasps> yeah. Yeah, why not? Send me a link to all your favorite songs from those bands. I definitely will. Definitely will send you a link for that. But you, um, Kayla, they are <clears throat> fantastic. Kayla, I've, I've known since last year, and they write such good music and one of the best metal vocalists out right now oh wow cool yep good great so the episode will be released in about two weeks okay good thank you have a great night it was fun you too i'll talk to you soon yeah bye-bye i can't seem to live my life with consistency no matter how hard i try and i don't know which is worse Oh!
Sponsoring the Punk Rocket Show since episode one. And thank you to Scott Alquist for his work on the edit and the co producing since episode one. <laughs> on the next episode, you're gonna hear the chat I had with Casey Cavalier of the band The Wonder Years. We talked about pop punk, about producing, about the new upcoming stuff for the band. Don't miss this. Until then, I need your support, so if you want, you can subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform. You can share the episodes in your Instagram stories, on your Facebook, and tag me. That helps a lot. You can also give me feedback and suggestions. It's always a pleasure to talk to you on social medias. Check the show notes and you'll have all the information. Can't wait to see you next week, my friends. But until then, fuck your life.